Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Come on! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Welcome back, everybody. It is Kerry Murdoch along with my cohorts, uh, Eddie and Bob. As the Sooners have finished game number two, uh, and they won it 49-21 to 21 over UCLA. It wasn't always pretty. Uh, it wasn't always uh, a sure thing as UCLA took a 7-0 lead. But in the end, 49-21, if you're Oklahoma, you played a Power 5 opponent, you move on. And I think, fellas, the most important thing is the defense looked good once again. It was pretty impressive. Uh, I I thought that from a, I guess, not a technical standpoint, but just from a play-calling standpoint, I thought Mike Stoops had one of his better games. You mean Bob Diaco? Bob Diaco, yeah, yeah. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, message board. Uh, I I thought that Mike Stoops was excellent today, and it certainly helps when you have guys that can actually get after a quarterback, and, you know, they have six sacks today. God, they get after the quarterback. It was, I don't know. I think if you're an OU fan, Fan, football fan, the defense today should make you feel a little funny in your pants. There's no doubt about that. Kenneth Murray made a tackle. He made nine. <laughs> he made nine. He was he really good played today. Played really well right right from the jump. I mean, it's just 12 tackles for loss. They didn't have uh, more than eight last year, and they get nine last week. Now they up that and it, to 12. I thought they played with a kind of a sense of an attitude too, and it probably started with Kenneth Murray there in the middle, and uh, basically just kind of trickled down throughout the entire defense today. Its special teams were excellent again. Uh, Shane Beamer, we gave him a lifetime contract last year. Uh, he last gets week. A, or last week, yeah, he gets a a lifetime lifetime contract. All of his kids get scholarships to OU. I would just like to point out that uh, I am becoming increasingly more uncomfortable with your. Um, analogies about doing well on the football field and having boners in the stands. Well, when defenses play well, it should give you some type of special happy down there. Uh, they were the secondary too. I thought was uh, you know outside of the uh, the long Caleb Wilson uh, play in the first quarter, I thought that they played pretty well. I mean, that was a bad matchup, and we they kind of knew that going in. Uh, and I was kind of surprised UCLA didn't take advantage of it more, but. Uh, defensively, that's kind of the uh, the talk of the day. And then obviously the second story is uh, Rodney Anderson and what his status is moving forward. It Guys, it did not look good the way that they were taking care of him down on the field and then even in the second half when he came back out on the sideline. Okay, uh, you brought up Rodney Anderson. Now everybody needs to start drinking. 
which Eddie and I are both enjoying the. Uh, Pretty good. Well, I'm about to enjoy. Pretty the good. DNR from Coop L Works. I've been looking forward to this one. I bought it in the middle of the week, and I was just waiting until the podcast. Ten uh, percent alcohol by volume. Uh, I know people that are afraid of this drink. They don't want to drink this. It has a toe tag on the why the, the thing because it it pretty good. Messes them it's up. up up there on the uh, the alcohol. I will say this: scale. Uh, the smell is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. The DNR. Uh, I'm reading the description. It's a Belgian-style dark ale, the culmination of Central and Western European malts. Hmm. Noble hops, candy sugar, and a traditional Trappist yeast. Notes of dried fruit, hmm, cinnamon, and vanilla. It's time for a taste. And I'm not taking you home, Eddie. I would hope you wouldn't, Bob. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That wow, all that, that I just read, I just tasted it. The candied sugar, and then the cinnamon and the vanilla, I like it. It's very good. All right, uh, that's my first drink, so it's going to be too hard to get messed up. By the way, uh, Lexus uh, is sponsoring the podcast. Uh, they we actually just set up travel plans for uh, two weeks. We're going to go up to Wichita, Kansas and see one Marcus Hicks in person. For real this time. Driving our Eskridge Lexus for real. I think I cut that out of the last show, actually. <laughs> so nobody was the wiser. Uh, so uh, let's get to this. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus Player of the Game. All right, the only question for this one is, uh, will it go to an offensive or defensive player, I think? Uh, Because offensively, I'll just throw it out there. I think we all know CeeDee Lamb is the guy that is most deserving. Seven, Seven receptions, 146 yards, a touchdown. And maybe the best non-catch I've ever seen on Owen Field. That was probably that. I'm counting it as a catch. That was the best catch <laughs> I mean, he I've ever catch seen. It. it was just out of bounds. Yeah, he was but just out of bounds. Real catch. But it was close. I mean, he almost dragged his foot in. That was unreal. Uh, he had an excellent day. Kind of the day that I think a lot of people kind of figured. Not necessarily that he would have, but it was definitely after last week. And you know, there were questions on the message boards and all that kind of stuff about where's where's CD Lamb. Well. We found him today, and it's seven. What was it? Seven receptions, 146 yards, a touchdown, uh, a, a pretty impressive touchdown grab too uh, there in the south end zone. So he was extremely, extremely good today, and you know he kind of stepped up when they needed him the most too, with uh, Marquise Brown going down with cramps at one point. Yeah, I, I don't know if people were questioning so much what Lamb could do, is, or the fact that Kyler Murray just hadn't been looking. See these. Direction. He didn't in game one. Didn't in, in Calcaterra's either. Right. I mean, because you look at his two catches from game one, it was with Austin Kendall. So you needed to see that Murray could find someone other than Brown, Lamb, and seven catches, the 146 yards, but also the 66-yard punt return. And that was a really nice moment for him because obviously the punt return unit for the Sooners the last couple of years lacking quite a bit and for him to get that going to go along with what he does as a receiver 
just another element to what makes him so dangerous. They've maybe made more plays on special teams in the first two games, in the first eight quarters, than they did in the entire 2017 season. I mean, is that crazy to say? No. Just as far as the return side of the game, uh, the block punt, obviously, last week against Florida Atlantic, it was, uh, you know, and Lincoln Riley talked about it a little bit after the game, just as far as... Uh, they my he I think he even said that he sucked last year at managing those duties and uh, maybe putting too much on Jay Bulware's uh, plate. So Shane Shane Beamer just excellent job getting those guys out there and it was uh, it was really impressive. Trey Brown he's fast. Uh, asking you shall receive Eddie. So here's Lincoln Riley talking about special teams. Uh, it's just been a true conscious effort with us. I mean when we went back and looked at the last couple of years. I think we all felt like that we needed to take a bigger step, special teams, that that has got to become a weapon for us. And it's been just such a collaborative effort. Again, I, you know, I've said many times, I, I had way too much on Jay Boer last year, which was my fault. I don't think I did a very good job as the head coach. Uh, kind of serving my role in special teams, um, both kind of getting coaches ready, getting players ready, the emphasis, the practice structure. I mean, I I stunk at that last year. And so, you know, I, that's something I knew I needed to do better. We needed to emphasize more. And then I think, you know, some of the quality recruiting classes stacking up, you see some of that depth and you see a lot of those guys starting to get their chance to play on special teams. And when, you're, when your twos and threes are better, it shows up in two situations. It shows up when you have injuries and it shows up on special teams. Right now, our twos and threes are better, and we're playing better there. Okay, so I think as far as the Eskridge-Lexus player of the game, offensively, we can all agree, it's C.D. Lamb or bust. Absolutely. He was, he was, that's the type of guy, I think, that when you think of highly ranked kids coming out of high school, and, you know, I, I think he is most certainly a future NFL-type player with that body. That was a dominating performance today uh, from, uh, from C.D. Lamb, and I, I think that's good news moving forward. Collective unit, defense, single player, Lamb. Uh, well, let me ask you, if you had to name one guy off the defense today. Probably go Kenneth Murray. You got to go Kenneth Murray. Murray. Yeah, I, I, I thought that he kind of set a tone, especially in that first series. Uh, and and even in the first quarter, really, was... Mark uh, Jackson did lead the team in tackles. Mark Jackson played really well today. And I think that's good news as well, just as in regards to they're looking for somebody at that spot. But... I guess you could make an argument for the defensive line as well. I mean, they played. I love that Mark. They Jackson played had a really good day well today. today, just because all the haters on the boards that just freaked out about Addison Gums. Yeah, that was. But by the way, it's been a weird, were weird or, week at that position. They were or it was Addison Gums or Mark Jackson. Yeah, yeah. but you know, this is but, but Addison Gums would have been the starter. I, I, I it's just like uh, Curtis Bolton was an or with Caleb Kelly. By the way. uh... Stop asking us where Caleb Kelly is. He's backing up Curtis Bolton. Curtis Bolton had eight tackles, two for a loss, one and a half sacks. He's doing just fine. I, the debate is over. Curtis Bolton's just a really good football player. Yeah, he's a really good he's football player. He's better than Caleb Kelly. Right now. Right now he is. and I, I That think doesn't that, mean that Caleb Kelly can't get better. No. Because his ceiling is higher as an athlete. Sure, as a as a player, it's it's probably a little bit higher. But I would take eleven Curtis Boltons, and I know that's so cliche to say, but I'd love everything that he has brought to this defense from a almost as much as Bob Diaco. Yeah, almost <laughs> from a from an attitude standpoint, from a 
I don't know if leadership would be the right word, but it seems like Curtis Bolton is a staple right now in this defense, and he's him and Kenneth Murray played really well today. I'd, I'd say that was probably but some of the better linebacker play that we've seen. Kenneth Murray would be your guy if you had to go with one guy. Probably so, yeah. I so, think so. You know what? We'll give it to both of them. Not that they get a Lexus out of it or anything. <laughs> But uh, C.D. Lamb offense, I agree. Kenneth Murray would be your standout uh, on the defensive side. By the way, I want to mention to you guys, uh, Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City, they've got a limited number of 2018 models remaining. Uh, you guys can save a ton of money on the 2018s uh, because they got big rebates from Lexus and big discounts from Eskridge. Uh, they've also got a special sale price for all Sooner Scoop listeners and subscribers on not only 2018s, but 2019's too through the football season. So if any of you ever thought about buying a new Lexus for you or your spouse, now's a great time to do it. Just go to Eskridge. They, they listen to the podcast. They subscribe to the website. They're big fans of everything that we do. Uh, love for you guys to help support them. Uh, they'll make it the easiest car buying experience of your life. Uh, and you can trust that you're going to get an awesome deal with the Sooner Scoop special. Just go in and tell them, hey, give me the Sooner Scoop special. No annoying doc fees, no other BS uh, that they tack on to the end of deals. So go see our good buddies, Ed Eskridge. Uh, he was fired up about the first episode. Uh, we're tracking number two on iTunes right now. Of course, that's kind of a stupid new podcast thing that always happens. Looking back in the rearview mirror at that bitch Clay Travis. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a bitch move what he does too. Is he puts his podcast in the college and high school? Oh, does he? Re- and I he's didn't not even a notice college that that and was, high school podcast. I, okay, I, I got what you're saying. He's trying to play in the you know kiddie pool, basically, trying to dominate and say I kicked everyone's ass. Sounds very Clay Travis. It's very Clay. It's so troll. I'm surprised he's not race baiting while he's doing it. Uh, all right. Uh, so we talked about uh, some of the special teams things with Lincoln Riley. Uh, by the way. Did we see the best new punt returner since Alex Ross, or kickoff returner since Alex Ross in Trey Brown today? Tell you what, he almost took two back today. Yeah, and I, I was, I, I was kind of giving him shit after the game. Uh, I asked him if he was catching a lot of heat for getting caught from behind, uh, or getting caught instead of uh, Please tell actually me he didn't taking ask it back. Him, tell him that it gave people boners to watch him. No, I, 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 I just asked him if it was if he caught a lot of heat on the sidelines about, it, and he laughed and said, "Yeah, he was." He didn't. He didn't realize that the kicker was coming over the top there, or not the kicker, but somebody tracked him down. You see, they had speed funny. on their team, man. I you mean, that see, was a different looking dude, team than we saw a week ago. Jalen Phillips and Lucier South. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw him at rivals rivals events growing up, but those guys, they are they've got speed. They're they're fast and they're big. Like Jalen Phillips is going to play in the NFL at some yeah. point. And I don't. Did he get hurt today? I yes, saw him, he did. I saw he him walking the, with his side without his I shoulder pads. I think he might have even left to go back to the locker room. Yeah, he was coming out of the locker room, out yeah. of the south end zone there when I saw him. And he walked in front of me, but uh, that was it was a it was another you know you can you can bitch and moan about how the offense played and it, they definitely weren't uh, they they weren't on rhythm. I would say like they were a week ago. No, but it at was the like, same time. It in was, that, when they had that drive, those drives in the third quarter. Uh, those kind of back-to-back drives. That was the one time you felt like, okay, this offense is really clicking. Before yeah. that, there were a few big plays here, there, but it seemed like they were struggling. They were getting a lot of third downs. There just wasn't any consistency or anything easy. The running game wasn't really going. I think you could argue that the offensive line kind of had a rough day today. It looked like they did a little bit, and you know, I I thought it was interesting that Creed Humphrey gets his first career start today. I have to think that that had something to do with the. Uh, the 380-pound nose tackle, uh, maybe going with a little bit more strength instead of uh, 
instead of brains, maybe as far as Alvarez and Creed go. But it, it will be they had a big guy. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, I think he was like 360, 380 something. I mean, he's oh, a powder huge... blue hides your fat. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the I, key. Maybe I should start wearing they, powder blue. Well, that's why I wore a vest today. That, <laughs> they have things that like the I didn't even realize the jerseys are put on this way, but. They zip up on the side, UCLA's. They're Adidas, aren't they? Yeah, like it's like a, uh, it's like a, like a scrub almost, and then it zips up on the sides. I saw them putting them on down below the uh, stadium in between uh, or before the game. I thought that was interesting. Uh, outside of that, um, yeah, let's let's talk about the defense a little bit because I mean they were outstanding. Uh, Mike Stoops, you talked about earlier. You talked about dialing up the pressure. And this is, guys, really one of the first games in a long time. And it, Lincoln Riley kind of said something about it, like, uh, you know, it looks a lot different when we just don't have one guy that we rely on and Oboe. Yeah. He's almost, he was kind of taking a shot at the defenses of the past. Yeah. Like, the only way we could get pressure was with this one guy. But the the design, the play calls they had today, Trey Norwood, I remember, that was, a uh, was on a blitz. Uh, but they were sending Curtis Bolton on blitz. They had Buki was uh, lined up to blitz. I mean, they were coming off the edges. They were coming through the middle. Buki almost intercepted that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's going to happen just at some got point. To it. Over the next three years, that will happen at some point. And Kenneth Mann got his hand on a ball as okay, well. Okay, so it's been two games now. No turnover for Buki. Will we hear cries of overrated what's wrong or is he overrated i don't know i i think he's are we that i i don't i don't think so i don't think so because i think he is in the the uh upper echelon of this guy can't screw up anything he does it's like oh well we'll we'll make excuses for him and it's not a it's not a bookie problem they didn't get a turnover today they have one turnover in the first two games yeah that's the next evolution of this defense is to create some turnovers uh, by the way, Robert Barnes did not play today, the guy that had a turnover last week. But he is expected to be back. Yeah. And, and by then, the way, Charleston Rambo, congratulations. You're on the field. Uh, catch a football. <laughs> hey, that's the stock report. You're, t- you're t- blowing it. Tanner Tanner Mordecai threw two great balls, one to uh, oh Charleston God. Rambo, and then the other, was that to Jalen Robinson? No, Jones. It was Jones? Michael. Michael, yeah. oh, that's Michael right. Jones, that's right. that's right. yeah. Yep. And they both dropped him. So, yeah, his QBR didn't get helped out today by his teammates uh it was yeah by the I, way uh lincoln riley was asked i'll play this real quick he was asked about uh austin kendall and where he was was austin kendall close was austin kendall close to being able to play today? yeah yeah very close very close and he ran out of the half he did huddle. he yeah. ran yeah. out he was yeah. he looked good he was jogging around before the game and throwing the ball around i think it was one of those situations if he absolutely had to go at some point uh, you know, if if this was a situation that you know, a Big Twelve championship or something like that, I think he probably would have gone. But uh, they went ahead and held him out, and I would be surprised if he wasn't in uniform next week. A weird deal with Marquise, Marquise Overton too. We found out what was that? Yeah, you kind of got night. tipped off yeah. that there was an emergency that, appendectomy, and I couldn't I couldn't nail down yeah. exactly who the player was. Someone told you starter, and my and definitely I was like, not oh, it starter. Has to be Neville Gallimore, but it was. And it's it's what happens when women get involved. Tell you. Oh well, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, Could have been a male nurse, I guess. It was. That, that's a weird deal. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. And you could kind of see how he's needed. Yeah, because he's the run stuffer. You look at Neville Gallimore. He comes in on third down, obvious passing situations. He's still not that run stuffer that Q is. 
Uh, okay, let, let's go to Mike Stoops because, you know, we talked a lot about this when we were talking about uh, the uh, Eskridge Alexis player of the game. Uh, who would we name on defense? And, guys, it was just interesting that we could actually have a debate about who on defense should have been the player of the game because a lot of times that's not been easy to do. And here's Mike Stoops kind of talking about just developing playmakers overall. I, uh, I think I'd asked him the question. Mike, you talked about you know needing playmakers, being you know adding pieces. Where you are now after two games, is this is this maybe the best you felt about your, your defense, your first team defense? It's the best. I think I feel about the, their personality, their willingness to work, their willingness to be coached and uh, prepare. I think it's a it's a really good group. I, they're they're by committee. Uh, I think when we play together, we can be effective. Uh, you know, we don't have any a bunch of guys that just jump out at you, but we, we have 11 guys that are playing together, more together. We're more inclusive uh, as a group, and that that bodes well for your long-term success. I, I don't think there's um, you know any selfishness. Um, everyone talks about the lack of leadership, but we we got a bunch of good guys uh, that are working hard and uh, you know they, they they come to practice every day and, and and play hard so that gives us a chance and I I just think you look at everyone up front you look at from uh, Monty Bledsoe to uh, Dylan Famatue to um, nice job on the pronunciation. I don't know if I'm right or not. I'm just I'm it sounded good. Though. He's going with it. It, like it sounded exactly. great. It sounded great. Uh, confident. I mean, every, I mean, Kenneth Mann. I mean, just go. Mark Jackson led the team in tackles today. I mean, what the hell? Like, what a change in a front seven in a year. Like, they've had years where they've gotten really good. I mean, they, when they beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, that defensive line just continued to progress and progress and progress. We've never seen – I can't remember the last time we've seen a defensive line come out after two games and go, they're pretty good. A couple of things I like from Mark Jackson, because I did get a chance to talk with him when the game was over. One, he admitted this was his best game. I, sometimes I get a little peeved when players try to say, oh, you know, I, I'm not really paying attention to what I'm doing, just trying to help the team out. Mark was pretty quick to say, yes, this is the best game that I played and that this has been a struggle the last couple of years. He was a big-time recruit, 2016 class, and just playing behind Oboe and not sure if he was going to do anything this year. It was good to see him actually show what he can really do. It's amazing what a good defensive line that can get pressure by themselves can do and help a secondary. And we talked to Trey Brown and Justin Broyles after the game about it just as far as it makes their life so much easier when you have guys that can get pressure on a quarterback. And, and it's not like that quarterback was just a statue back there. No, I mean, the guy can move. And I think maybe not at the end of this year. Next year in 2019, when OU goes out to Pasadena, UCLA will be a top 25 team. I guarantee you. I miss El Cholo. We'll have to go buy great Mexican in, in Los Angeles. You gotta go back to the original great one. Mexican food. I think there was a murder the next that night. Yeah, that's fine. In the parking lot. It's fine. Which just made it taste better. Hopefully, by, hopefully by then I'll have a teardrop underneath my right eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, wait. Uh, Justin Broyles made the plays. Trey Brown plays the run really well. Anybody else feel like yeah, they noticed no, you're that? Right, you're right. I think he 
they have some guys that can tackle. And I thought it was interesting the three the three man, rotation at cornerback. Legitimate three man. I mean, I, they you were know, really going back and forth. Norwood, Brown, Motley the entire game. I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but I was the one that said move Trey Brown to safety if he wasn't going to play corner. But he's not safety. No, I know he's not. I'm saying if he wasn't going to play corner. You need to move him to safety while you're moving Broyles and Jordan. Jordan Parker kind of had a rough day. Yeah, I think he's kind of getting, not passed up, but, I mean, they have some he's other guys. He just hasn't returned yet from I, surgery. Justin Broyles made a couple of plays today. Uh, I, the secondary is starting to iron itself out, and I think that that's good news, but it all starts up front. I just had another taste of my Coupel uh, Works DNR. It reminded me it is time for this. <laughs> The game is over. The stats are in. Now it's time to grab a Coop Ale Works beer and raise a glass to our play of the game. All right, it is the uh, Coop Ale Works play of the game. And guys, I am not sure where I'm going with this. I think you could go a couple places. I. You know, there was no there was no blocked punt that led no. to a you know fourteen point swing. No, but I am going special teams because yeah. the Trey Brown kick return when you're down seven nothing and your offense is stumbling, and then boom, you do that and you lead to a twelve yard scoring drive and everything gets going and then you see the excitement again when Trey Brown catches the ball. Fans are giddy. They're holding their breath, waiting to see what he could be able to do because he's got that type of speed, that type of vision. And so even though it didn't result in a touchdown, Trey Brown's kickoff return for me is the play of the game. That was a big play. I I, I wouldn't say it was getting stagnant because it was so early in the game, but uh, for them to be able to pounce right or punch right back and get back into the game, I thought that was pretty important. Uh, you know, obviously the CD Lamb grab would have been number one if if he would have been able to make it. Uh, but I think that you know it, it's tough to go against either of those special teams plays. I thought that uh, in a way, every play that Kenneth Murray made was was a big play. It just I don't know if you could say that any of them were a play of the game type thing. Uh, yeah, hard to say anything on defense would have been play of the game yeah. type. The CD Lamb, I thought. I mean, I I don't think people are giving enough credit for the touchdown. No, reception. it was amazing. That was a really good throw first first off, and then for him to come down with it, I thought that was pretty good. Like I said, to have the strength to keep that guy out of his catch radius to where yeah. the ball came to him in yeah. the first place was a, a very underrated part of that touchdown. Kind of interesting. Uh, I think it kind of pissed him off. That I guess we can talk about here in a minute. I don't want to get off the track of the plays, but I think it kind of pissed him off that he didn't start today. I think it did. I kept trying to push his button. He would not give in. He just—he's a happy-go-lucky guy, though. Too. He said it. You know, he was happy for Ad Miller to get to get the start. Didn't make it at all sound like he was. At least he didn't say he used it. He had to have used that motivation. I'm going to tell you my play of the game. It's not a good one. Ooh. Yep. It's Rodney Anderson leaving with a knee injury because Ooh, go the other way with yeah. It. To me, that could affect the season unlike any other play that happened. I mean, that play has more ramifications potentially than anything else that happened today. Is that I mean, play not so, that they can't rebound? No, I, I I think that, and I unfortunately I think that OU has to operate over the next. 
you know, a few days. Obviously, we'll have a probably a uh, announcement or something by Monday on uh, what the uh, severity of that that injury is. But I think OU has to operate moving forward that they're not going to have Rodney Anderson the rest of the year. I that, agree. That play's so scary because it didn't even look like anything happened. I originally well, okay. thought he got a, a helmet on the knee. I don't know, you know, what, I mean, like, I'd heard patellar tendon was the first thing that I'd heard. But, I mean, it's not like, you remember when Andre Robertson, I mean, that's what he did for the Thunder. And that was a gruesome injury. Yeah, right. I mean, he was in, like, to severe, me, severe if pain. it's not, if it's the way, just watching the replay... It's either a, a, a medial collateral or an ACL or a meniscus. I mean, to me, it's it's the, kind of that thing where your leg plants and something explodes. Uh, but, I mean, he was planning all the way through. Like, I don't think he realized he had done something until he, tr- right. he started to get up. Yeah. Re- yes. It was, it was very weird. It was very weird the way he... Uh, for a just guy that can box like that. jump the way he can, for that to happen, it's it's just, just, free, it blows it's my fr- mind. It's a freak injury, and it kind of goes within line with of what everything, his career has been. Yeah, everything he's had to I go mean, through. You can't not feel sorry for the guy, even a black-hearted person like myself. I just totally screwed this segment because this is raise a toast to the play of the game. <laughs> Nobody's raising a toast to Rodney Anderson no. tearing a knee. Maybe I'm we, sorry, Cooper Elworks. I have failed you we, miserably. Can we raise a toast... To, to TJ Pledger. <laughs> we raise a toast, yeah, to Rodney Anderson and tell him to go get some of this DNR because that's going to make him feel better tonight. Could be the only thing that does. It might be the only thing. And it'll accelerate the curve to TJ Pledger, who really looks so comfortable. Pledger looks good, but I like I'll him. I'll tell you what. He's, he's, so, he's not Roy Terry, Finch. Your boy, your boy Marcellus Sutton, I thought he flashed a little bit again I know, today. I'm, I'm totally... I, <laughs> Totally I mean, wrong. And, and he's the guy that's going to get carries. I mean, they're going to ride Sermon, obviously, but I would think that that uh, Sutton is the guy next in line. He does so well pass protection. I, that was something I watched a lot because I get it. A lot of people don't think Sutton is the answer at running back, but he was but doing a better job. Me. Yes, I, I mean, I'm not here to, like, I'm not one of these guys that's here to, like, hold a grudge against somebody. Ah, you're, you're full of it. He'll never be any good. I don't care what you saw with your own eyes. I'm right. You're. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Like I'll be happy. He's to me been a lot more physical than I thought he was. He's run through trash. He's run through tacklers. I've been impressed, and I do think there was something he said last year about having an injury that he was playing through. What wasn't there? Yeah, he was going through like some a, something. I don't know if it was a fracture. And then he he, he broke his toe during the spring. Yeah. So that was one like so you expected to see him make that growth heading into twenty eighteen spring and you didn't because he that broken toe. So he looked just as slow and just as bad as what you remembered from the previous season. All right. Well that is your uh well, let's be clear. I guess we're going with Ronnie <laughs> Anderson, but I don't. Uh, I mean, we can we can cop out and go Trey Brown return if yes, we want. Yes, let's go Trey Brown. That's, that's something lot, to raise a glass yeah, to. Yeah, it's a lot happier. <laughs> yes. A lot happier. I'm sorry, Coop Works, for trying to destroy you. Know, By the way, the, the response that we're getting on social media from people uh, that are either trying Coop Works, like, feel yeah, free to let us know. Like, there was a guy today before the game started with a native amber, and he was like, I love this beer. Thanks for introducing me. Like, uh, you guys that are out there trying Coop Works, let us know and tag Coop Works because it makes us look good. I mean, 
But yeah, I mean, it's been amazing to see kind of how this is connected with people through the podcast. I, I want to remind you guys, Coop Aleworks is, uh, they're a local craft brewery. They've been around for nine years uh, in Oklahoma City. They've got seven different year-round beers. We're trying the DNR tonight. It's it's a bold, bold beer. I really I like it better than the IPA just because it has more flavors and uh, more, like the IPA. A lot of people love it. I think that's your favorite beer, Eddie. Yeah. It's it's very citrusy. Yeah, which I don't lean towards that. I like more hoppy and uh, kind of darker notes and things like this. Is like almost drinking a. A beer that is also doubles like as liquor, like as a you know, it's, it's like it's a lot good. of people drink it in a bourbon glass. I've noticed. It's good. Uh, I like it very much. You can, you can tell. Do you I enjoy do I have it. to go get you another one? Maybe here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they've got seven year-round beers and four seasonals. The Oktoberfest is out right now. It is also one of my favorites. So make sure you stock up on your tailgate with some of Coop's F5 IPA uh, or my personal, the Horny Toad Blonde. Uh, is a revelation like that is if you want to say okay what's so great about coupel works and, and local craft beer like go get a horny toad blonde because it just like opens up your palate or like, get a horny blonde either or right <laughs> i recommend either one yes. yeah you can do either i think coupel works would too but i can't speak yeah for them. yeah okay uh moving on we uh we've talked a lot about the defense we've talked a lot about the offense uh, one of the things that i i think maybe you know can be overlooked in in these games is you know it is UCLA you have Iowa State coming next and I heard people talk about like could OU be overlooking UCLA because Iowa State's on on the horizon but you think about it Iowa State did beat the Sooners last year uh it was before that they played Iowa and I thought it was interesting uh that Lincoln Riley uh, he was asked about Iowa State after the game and I kind of thought his answer was interesting yeah, we're ready. This is one we've been, you know, really excited to play. You know, you guys know how we feel about playing on the road. We love it. And uh, so home's been great here the first two weeks, man. Two sellout crowds, another great atmosphere again today. You know, it's been a great start to the home season, and we're looking forward now to, to getting on, out on the road, you know, beginning our, our conference battle here uh, um, against a good opponent. So that'll be big. It's not too early to talk about motivation from last year's loss to them, is it? Uh, kind of like the Ohio State deal. I mean, that's you know a couple years ago. We that's if that's the only thing that motivates us, you know, then you know we got problems. You know, we're we're hungry to try to go win a, another Big Twelve title. You know, and that that starts here this week. Uh, to me, that kind of shows a little bit of the mindset of the team, which is uh, it's not really a revenge game as much as it is a way to kind of start 1-0 in the Big 12. I think it's more so uh, not as much vengeance as much as just a get ready to mark this a shut the f*** up game. You just, need some of those along the way. You need them. And I, I think it would be a good... I mean, the game one was was one of those yeah. against FAU. By the way, what did you tweet about Chris Robinson? I didn't tweet anything. Somebody like he set the school oh, he record. Oh, he set the school record. He's, Bob, Bob yeah. did. He set the school record today for passing for passing yards in a game. Boom. Now who they who they play? South Carolina State or somebody? It was somebody bad. Was somebody but. in the SEC was playing <laughs> South Carolina. State. Those those teams are booked, Eddie. SEC has all of them. Yeah, that's true. The tell you what. And we can get into it later. It was but a shitty the day Big of games. 12 is awful. Oh, I'm so like livid. Like Iowa State, they screw us every year, the Big 12. 
They go and lose to Iowa, who is mediocre at best. Scored three points. Scored three points. Uh, TCU tried to suck against SMU, but finally pulled, pulled their away. heads out of they their asses. They at least asses. pulled away. There's, there's basically four teams in the Big 12. OU, West Virginia, TCU, and I'd even throw in OSU. I, I think that Oklahoma State... But we will find that out next week well, with Boise. Boise. I with Boise. Boise is going to... We are going to find out. Yes. They very well could. They're starting the second half up... Move thing thirty one to thirteen over South Alabama. That's not exactly promising. It's Alabama, South, South Alabama, Alabama. <laughs> but Alabama. By the way, poor Justice Hanson today, or Justice Hanson. They were my lock of the week, and that did not go well. They were your lock of the week. I, I thought thirty six and a half, maybe. Not good though. Fifty seven to seven, I think was the final. Yeah, yes, it, it was. was. I think he might have gotten pulled just for oh, some really? safety. Yeah. Well, I saw Warren I, Wand. I saw had a decent day. I saw a picture of Nick Saban when they were up forty to nothing. And it looked like they were in the national championship game. I mean, he was going insane. Bob, remind us uh, what was going on with recruiting today. In terms of the, uh, who, who came in, they had a, all the official visitors were commits. Okay, but they did have some unofficial visitors and a couple that I was interested in. Prince Dorba. Oh yeah, Prince Dorba. Twenty 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 class and uh, uh, Ethan Downs, twenty twenty one from Weatherford, might end up being one of the top prospects in the entire state. Not Weatherford, only, Oklahoma. Yes. Wow. Not only was it big for See Lance Donnelly's kid for for football, it was big for basketball. Could you add? Could you be Lance Donnelly's kid? I don't think. Would he had to had. knock up one of his grade school teachers or something even i'm not going there yeah trey yeah uh trey young they made a movie about russell it. westbrook Taylor. buddy healed all on the field and ou basketball was doing their best to bring in some top kids too russell westbrook wore his a ucla jersey personalized with westbrook on the back uh-huh. that's the coolest shit i've ever seen so awesome because he's russell westbrook because he's russell westbrook more most importantly but like he could literally go play in a game. Like, how many people can wear a jersey and literally still go play in a game? Not very many on the back. Not very many. And he did it today. It was pretty cool, though. I mean, like, can you yeah. imagine Baker Mayfield just showing up at a game with his own Browns jersey? Trey Brown, or, I mean Trey Brown, uh, Trey Young wore a Baker Mayfield jersey. Yeah, I saw that. I guess it would be more like if Baker Mayfield went to like a. I'm trying to think this through. My head's going to explode. Baker Mayfield would have to go to like a basketball game and wear his college jersey with his name on the back of it, like an NBA game. That'd be the biggest douche move ever. You can't wear you can't wear your own. But Russell Westbrook got away with it. You can't wear a football jersey to a basketball game. That there's there's rules about that. You Russell wore a basketball to a football game. No, he wore it was the football you. Oh, no, it was the football. football so oh, okay. Baker's got to wear a basketball jersey. <laughs> An OU basketball jersey. <laughs> yes. So he has to go to an it doesn't OU really work. <laughs> basketball game and then wear an OU basketball jersey. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't work. I know it was a football jersey. I thought Russell was wearing a basketball jersey. No, 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 no. It was a it was a Never mind then. Uh, okay, it is time for what I think is, is my favorite segment that we have, and I'm sorry, I'm like loving, you're not supposed to tell, you, tell people what children you love the most. Uh, but this is this has become my favorite segment on all of our podcasts. <laughs> 
Whose stock is up and whose stock is down? It's time for the AMC Mortgage Stock Report. If you're on the move, check in with AMC Mortgage for all your home loan needs. All right. Uh, I want to tell you guys about Kyle McCord uh, with AMC Mortgage, one of my good friends. Uh, we'll do that here after this segment. Uh, but guys, uh, the stock report, uh, something that uh, I've come to enjoy, even though this is only our second week of doing it. But I, this is such a different game against UCLA because there's some guys, the starters didn't play as, you know, or played a lot more. The backups come in late. Uh, we should mention Levi Draper was on special teams, I think. Eddie pointed that out late. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I have video of him pregame. He exists. I don't know where that started. Anyway, uh, just stock up. Obviously, Ceedee Lamb. I mean, we've talked a lot about him in the in the podcast. Um, where is where's stock on Kyler Murray? It has to have raised had a little bit, didn't it today? Here's what's crazy. We have not talked about him. He threw for 306 yards and three touchdowns, and he ran for two more, and yet it didn't feel like that good of a game. It's got to be his career high, doesn't it? <laughs> like, he's never thrown. I don't know if he's thrown for 300 yards in a game. Can we get the A&M game back on? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. They just tied it up. They They went for two? I think so. Uh, maybe you're, not. You're going inside podcast. Sorry. Uh, what? Mark Jackson, though, I, to me, is absolutely. the leader. Ky- stock right. up today. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Where where are we on through two games? I mean, he only played a quarter and a half last week. But so is it five fifty or five sixty one? Is that where he is total? Because he had two fifty right in the first game. Yeah, and then three. What was it? FAU stats right here. 19 for 33, an interception, 306, three touchdowns Yeah, 209 in the first game. Right. Two touchdowns, so 209. 209 plus 306. You guys it's do the math out there. 512. 515. 515. 515. 515. And three touchdowns. So 515, three touchdowns. He's, I, that's he's, where we are. He's shown nice touch on the deep ball. Uh, you know, I what is probably one of the tougher throws, that little dunk pass or the screen pass that probably needs a little bit of work it needs a lot of work outside of that though i mean i think he's done everything that you could ask for uh, the scrambling ability is just incredible uh but you know he hasn't made any major mistakes the the one interception in the end zone today uh it was it was going to be a tough play for anybody to come down with it uh, it ended up Did getting called back anyways blocked today. That's, yeah. what, that's what i that's what i was going to say the overreaction with Kenneth Murray not having a tackle are we overreacting to passes being batted down from Kyler no cuz it happened with Baker it's just that you know it didn't happen very often uh, now, when it happens on third and long, then you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that stuff will work itself out. I mean, it's going to happen. He's, he's a short guy back yeah. there. I mean, the the quarterback for UCLA had some passes batted down. Yeah. One by Buki. Buki had one. Kenneth Mann had one. I think those were the only two. But but basically, don't we have to say everybody in the defensive line stock up today? Absolutely. They, they all played. Mark Jackson maybe at the top of that list just because... I, I think his stock raised higher than anyone today because nobody expected anything out of Mark Jackson. Exactly. I mean, you went in just being 
sad about not having gums, Jalen Redmond. And then here's Mark Jackson showing you, hey, don't forget about me. I can make some plays if you give me the chance. And that's what you have. I talked all week. Ronnie Perkins is going to move in. They're going to make it a four-man front. Cause Jackson, or can you, people were like, yeah. can you move Curtis Bolton there? And just or like, Caleb Will, Kelly. Caleb yeah, Kelly, or just, yeah. Like, just move someone. Everybody's trying to move all these pieces around. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to do that now because Mark Jackson is showing you he can play. And on the other side, I thought Ryan Jones had a pretty good day. Yeah, he did. And they played a lot on the field together. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but they had the the Jack and the Sam on the field together a lot today. Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't feel it's an obvious passing situation, that that's going to be the defense. I, I don't think they say the nickel will be the base defense. I, I just see it as it's dictated by personnel, what, whether or not Justin Broyles or Ryan Jones come into the game. Just like last year, it was Will Johnson, Caleb Kelly, where they kept them both and then they waited. That's the case this year. It's Jones and Broyles. I'm going to say stock up, uh, even though it's high already, but stock up on C.D. Lamb strictly for the one-handed catch that almost was on the side. I didn't know he had that in him. Stock up. Again, it was crazy. Trey Brown gets oh, gets the stock massive. up for sure. Not only what he's been able to do in tackling game and secondary, but you add in that kickoff return capability, look out. And we are the biggest Trey Brown homers anyway. By the way, Justin Brawls didn't have any tackles today. That's kind of strange. I would have I would have figured that he did, but I thought he played well back there. Neither did Parnell Motley. Both in trouble. Eh, on the board. They both had a breakup. They did. Offensively, uh, I'm going to say stuck down on the offensive line as a whole. Didn't create a lot of running hole, running lanes. Kyler Murray was your leading rusher today. Uh, UCLA was not known as an overly physical front on the defensive side of the ball. I just don't think they brought it today. How much of that is working Creed Humphrey in there and just as far as protections? I and Drew Samia had a rough day. Did he? I, I really couldn't tell. It's so hard for me to tell down there, uh, at least down on the field, to see how everything works out with those guys on the offensive line. Stock down Khalil Houghton. Definitely. That that was one of mine. Cause, I mean, he got burned for the big one, but he could have got burned for others. Yeah if they would have looked that direction more. Caleb Wilson was open time and time again. I was a little shocked that Buki wasn't going against Wilson. Um, I'm going to go, go uh, stock down Trey Sermon. Hmm, when Rodney went down, thought I, yeah, Trey was going to carry the load. Seven carries, 13 yards. It was, wasn't until Sutton actually came in to when the running game started to get going again. You know, Trey does that thing where he stops, he, he tries to be too deliberate. Like, he tries to be kind of too Le'Veon Bell. He tries to be overly patient when most of the time he just needs to run. And I'm going to have a, a, a tongue-in-cheek one here. Lee Morris, first catch that wasn't a touchdown. That happened today, Take didn't that it? scholarship away. Gets the scholarship, now he can't find the end zone. I think I told Bob this was my first stock up before we started today. And it is for Lincoln Riley for getting creative with the fullback position, which also might also coincide with Carson Meyer's stock down. Although I don't know if that's fair. Now the stock up is Troy James. Yeah, Troy James' stock is up. 
because he was the defensive tackle they put in the game. Actually, Bob screamed at someone who doubted the validity that it was that it, it was uh, Troy James that was in the game. That was, uh, you know, it's not a big deal in hindsight, but the fourth and one that they weren't able to pick up or fourth oh, and two, that, was ugly. that can change a game, uh, you know, further down the line. It changed the complexion of a game, changed momentum if uh, you're unable to pick that up. So well, I, it wasn't blocked very well. I think Creed Humphrey missed a guy. Yeah, because that, that's what was weird. Like, Troy, Troy James got his dude. It was from the weak side. It was like, you didn't think out on fourth and one that guy yeah. would come into play. Not a good look. All right, uh, stock up, stock down. Joy doing it every week. I uh, want to remind you guys that that is brought to, to you by Kyle McCord uh, of AMC Mortgage, a uh, guy that I've known for a long time, really good dude. Uh, if you guys are looking for a mortgage company uh, or uh, someone to, to take care of uh, your mortgage needs, he's done loans for a lot of my on-air colleagues at the radio station. Uh, his team has been originating loans in Oklahoma, uh, together for over 16 years, and in addition to standard conventional FHA, VA, and jumbo financing, uh, Kyle uh, Kyle McCord with AMC Mortgage specializes in first-time home buyers and loans requiring down payment assistance. Uh, he is a huge Sooner fan, season ticket holder. He's an alum uh, of OU. His grandfather actually was a halfback on Bud Wilkinson's first few teams. Uh, but you can contact Kyle McCord with AMC Mortgage at 405-623-3802. 405-623-3802. Give him a call. It's Kyle McCord with AMC Mortgage, NMLS number 1256166, an equal housing opportunity lender. Bob, why are you going nuts? Jimbo Fisher should get flagged. Oh, because he's going nuts. He's going nuts. A&M they just fumbled, fumbled the ball through the end through zone. Through the end zone. Yard line. Oh, the guy's crying. What a pussy. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, I, I sent the bat signal out. Eddie has not heard this, but Bob and I have previewed. Um, I sent the bat signal out for voicemails. Eddie. We get any? We got some. All we, right. We definitely did. Let's take some calls. Um, uh, I can't remember which were the good ones now. I think, okay, I think it was the last two. We did get uh, some really depressing ones that were just sitting around from the Rose Bowl. Oh. That was bad. Like, I felt really bad. Put anybody on suicide watch. Uh, one said that he was going to kill himself. Yeah. Um, so here, let's just see what, uh, what happens. Hey Perry, this is uh, this is Leon and Blanchard sitting here on the porch uh, with my nice coupe F5, watching these damn Aggies. Uh, anyways, I'm not sure I'm ready to buy in on this defense, and I'm not sure why everyone's so quick to rush to the defense. Of Mike Stoops now praising these young guys when we only have Ronnie Perkins and that that Cookie Radley Hiles only making one tackle. How are we so quick to jump back and defend Stoops in this defense? Uh, just wondering what your guys' thoughts is on that. And uh, thank you. Scoop up. Have a good one, y'all. Well, Scoop up. I like that. Uh, Leon, appreciate the voicemail. I will say, uh, Cookie Bradley Riles did have two tackles. More, not, we had more than one. Two tackles. 
There you go. I mean, that's someone who's mad at... I, I ask, when will someone be critical of Buki? I think that was the first person. Well, it's dumb. It's a dumb take. It's almost <laughs> as dumb as, as being mad at Kenneth Murray after the first game. If you uh, if you if you can't sit there and watch the def- the difference between this defense and what we the shit that they threw out there the last couple of years, you probably should just quit watching football. I can tell that somebody is doing a uh, a hick accent because it makes the transcription really hard to read. Let's try this one. Hey boys, Evan in Arkansas. Uh, first order of business, Eddie. Uh, let's address the diving for the ball in the end zone. Um, complete electric factory. What a look. It was a beat down, but it didn't feel like one. Uh, OU kind of looked and felt slow at times. Uh, it was a quiet 49 to 14, whatever it was. Um, I don't think much to take away from it. The only thing I would say is Murray, a little bit concerned um, with the balls being tipped at the line. And when Anderson went out, they really looked like they had a lull offensively. Um, you know, not much to parse with a win like that, but for a team that wants to compete for a uh, championship, something to keep an eye on. Defense looked great again, uh, ready for Buki to have that first pick six. And uh, just like Eddie said, every male in the stadium. Uh, thanks again, guys. Take it easy. Great call. Great call. <laughs> that we seems appreciate like a it. plant by you. We appreciate it. Evan that's a, in Arkansas. That's a great call, Evan. Uh, yeah, I did recover a fumble in the end zone this afternoon. Uh, that was it. Was a kickoff, right? It was a kickoff. Yeah, it came right to you. Came right to me, right in front of me. Had to had to get down on the uh, all fours to go grab it. But I, I think that's a fair it's a fair assessment of what we saw today. It, it seemed like an ass kicking, but was a lot closer probably than uh, than people would have hoped for. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think that it was it was needed in a way. I I I almost in a way for this team to go on the on the road next weekend. I think they needed a. a not a speed bump like they had today, but they needed some and not adversity really a offensively. Wake up call. Yeah, it wasn't a wake up call, but it was. They have they d- definitely have some things to work on, and I think that you know everybody that wanted to crown them at the end of you know the week at, at the end of the weekend last week, probably that's premature. But I, I I do think that they're taking steps. They're really young, and it's going to be kind of fun to see how it all shapes up. Did we uh did we talk about Lincoln and the Bolitnikoff jerseys and all that? No, stuff? that was a great quote though. Uh do we I, have that? Yeah, we have that. Uh, here's the thing, like I was talking to JD Reynolds about this earlier. Like, I know there's gonna be coaches, the old school coaches that look at Lincoln Riley and they're like, he's too flashy and he cares, to, you know, he's too into recruiting and these kids need discipline and he's too he's too friends with them. Like they're just going to be that way because that's the way old coaches are. That's built into their DNA. If if you're saying that, you need to catch up with the 21st century. I don't want to name any names, but I know people are saying that. Well, those people are idiots. Uh. Anyway, um. I mean, certain coaches that might have I'm gone. Saying, I mean, I've been people that are, are recruiting against Lincoln Riley at other schools feel that way. Because well, they're jealous and they're old school. It's, it's, and it's jealousy, and I I think it's probably there's a reason why people are saying that that probably aren't in the coaching business. But anymore. I think we can say that Lincoln Riley, uh, he values publicity, he values uh, flash, he, he values look at you know youth culture. Look at the video shit that they're doing and the the Cali Sooners video that they sent mm-hmm. out on Friday night before the game. And Which you, I thought that you, was kind of like new age trash talk. In I, a didn't, way. I didn't really take it that <laughs> You're way. You're getting ready to play UCLA 
Those, Who I mean, is the flag, one of the flagship universities in California? UCLA had every opportunity to recruit those kids. I know, but you're launching out this campaign of look at these eight Cali guys that are making it big here. F you. I, I didn't really. It was a nice middle finger. I didn't really see it. That I'm here way. for it. I'm I'm not criticizing. No, I I, I just I di- I didn't see it that way as far as I didn't I didn't think it was anything out of the ordinary. But you're right. That shit never would have happened under Bob. No, I don't, would have been like, I don't think nah, that would have ever happened. It's a little disrespectful. We can't do that. I, I appreciate it. I, I think that they need to do more of it. Well, and one of the things that I found interesting was uh, the way that Lincoln responded to uh, the the almost catch that Lincoln Riley made or that uh, CD Lamb made. The uh, the catch that CD made that was out of bounds. Yeah, I assume you you've seen that out of him before, or is that? Yeah, I mean he's he's capable of making some spectacular ones. That was a shame his foot wasn't down. Uh, that was that was pretty good. That's pretty good. We've seen him, you know, practice this that. We see him do some pretty good stuff. I'm am I surprised he caught it? No. Now was it was it awesome? Damn right it was. Yeah, I think he threw that in there for a soundbite. Like, I think he's. Like, there's some things I think he says that he's like, oh, this is going to make a great social media post. I think that was one of them. But not as much as his answer uh, that I asked him about, you know, last week, uh, Marquise Brown and uh, CeeDee Lamb both came into the postgame press conference wearing retro, flashy Fred Bolitnikoff jerseys, throwbacks kind of things. Although didn't they have like gold numbers on them? I don't remember. I don't remember. I I don't think so. I think they were the they not? I didn't legitimate think so. no. legit throwback stuff. Uh, so you know that's kind of bold. I mean, you're basically saying we we're gonna win the Blitnikoff. Uh, by the way, Texas A&M has scored. Clemson, you are not ready for the big time. Uh, they're trying to tie it up. So Lincoln Riley, I asked him about you know what do you think about guys doing that kind of stuff, and this is pretty cool. Lincoln, after uh, last week, uh, I talked to Marquise earlier this week. He talked about buying the Bolitnikov jersey with CD over the mm-hmm. summer. When your players show up and stuff like that, what goes through your mind? Do you like it, guys? No, I love it. I love it. I mean, if you don't think you're any good, you got no chance. You got no chance. So there's there's a line. There's you know of being you know respecting the game, respecting your you know how hard it is, um, but. You got to believe in yourself, man. This this game's too hard as it is, and if you don't if you don't believe in yourself, you have no chance. So I, I want our players to be confident. If they're putting in the work off to the side uh, and getting done what they need to get done within these walls, then then you know things like that are fun. Our guys enjoy it, and uh, I've got zero issue with it. So I think a lot of coaches see that stuff as a distraction. It is interesting to me that Lincoln Riley embraces that. No, I I think it's kind of a unique look into the psychology of what they're doing from a recruiting standpoint and i think that uh it is it is good i think that kids these days kind of not necessarily i i don't know if enjoy it is the right word but i think they really gravitate towards something like that all right uh sooners win it 49 to uh 21 21 i don't even have my sheet in front of me anymore it wasn't 63 14 but it uh, look that was a better team than fau I don't know what FAU is going to do this year, but to me, that was a much better team, especially defensively. Just the talent. They might not have had the running back. uh, They might not have had even a receiver as good as the the West Virginia transfer. Well, I think Caleb Wilson was pretty good. But defensively, they were a really good team. Yeah. 
By the way, as we sit here, Clemson intercepted the two-point uh, try. So, Eddie, how, how bad of a beat was that last Bruins touchdown? Uh, I mean, it was pretty bad. It's probably your fault if you took OU in 30 anyways. I yeah, I think I'd I think this would be the point of the season where I give up gambling. Because I would totally suck. Gambling's not for quitters. <laughs> All right. Uh we're gonna be back again next uh with the uh Choctaw Casino and Resort, unofficial forty, uh coming up. By the way, I tried to explain this kind of on Twitter. You have to subscribe to both podcasts. You cannot get the post game by being subscribed to the unofficial 40. So they're both on iTunes. Just look up Oklahoma Sooners on any platform, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and look for Soonerscoop.com. we got two different podcasts. One is called the Oklahoma Sooners Unofficial 40. That's not this podcast. That's our regular podcast. And the other is called Oklahoma Sooners Post Game. That's this podcast. So... Uh, if you're here, you probably understand all this stuff, and I don't need to explain it to you anyway. But we want to thank Eskridge Lexus, the official travel partner, because we are getting ready to travel for the first time next week as we head to Iowa State. It's going to be interesting because that'll be our first road podcast uh, of the season. And You're bringing all the equipment with you? I will be bringing equipment. Not this equipment. The secondary <laughs> equipment will be... I'll have a travel version of all of this. So... Uh, we'll be doing that next week, but each and every week, thanks to Eskridge Lexus, uh, you're going to have a, a post-game podcast for every game that's played. So thanks to Eddie. Thanks to Bob. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to Eskridge. Thanks to Coop Works, Thanks to Kyle McCord with AMC Mortgage. Go support those sponsors, folks. They make this possible, and we really appreciate you. We'll see you guys back here next time on the Oklahoma Sooners post-game podcast presented by Eskridge Lexus of Oklahoma City. Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.